This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. All right, here we go. Podcast time on this glorious Tuesday. Uh, Eddie says we're ready to go, and since he's in the studio with me, then I know we're ready to go. What's up, Eddie? Hello, podcast people. So uh, I was reading, or actually, I wasn't reading. I was listening to uh, Ten Ten Wins yesterday, and I heard them talk about this bankruptcy bankruptcy case for Bed Bath and Beyond. Mm-hmm. How they're pretty much closing all their doors, and now it looks like Bye Bye Baby, which is an offshoot of uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, might not be saved either. Which I, it looked like that was going to survive, but it, point is, it's a pretty big store in Bed Bath and Beyond, which had a a big remake in a lot of their stores in the past five years, and it just tanked. Uh, one of the bigger ones is going to be out, and I started thinking about like all the different stores from like when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Sears gone. Service merchandise, gone. Bed Bath & Beyond now is going to be gone. And I know Walmart and Target are still around. What do you think, if you project 10 years from now, what do shopping centers even look like? That's a great question. I I don't know. I don't really have a... If you would have told me when I was growing up that malls would be dying... Dead. Yeah. Like, when was the last time you were in a shopping mall? Like, an indoor shopping mall, not the outside strip malls? Well, I go, like, every Christmas time, I go... But other than that, it's extremely rare. If we have to go for a specific thing, maybe, or like um, uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, which is has a store at Woodbridge yep, Mall. sure. But it's not, like, you don't even have to go into the mall no, to go to Dick's. It's actually perfect. You can park, go into yeah, the store, and get back out. Right, which I've done many times. Yeah. So that I wouldn't even count that as walking around the mall at all. Yeah. So it's really a once a year thing for me. I know I took Joseph to the mall in right around Christmas time, Mammoth Mall, mm-hmm. and I hadn't been there in probably five or six years, maybe longer. And I would say half of the stores and shops were closed and boarded up with just like 
photos. Yeah, it's there was sad. nothing there. It's sad. Yeah, and walking around, it was just dead. And you know, I think part of the problem too is. So I went to Lowe's yesterday. They still do well, obviously mm-hmm. Lowe's and Home Depot, but this is to the point of the Amazons of the world. So I went to Lowe's with a picture of a specific receptacle that I need to be replaced. They don't have it. Hmm. And I, the guys in the aisle, in the electrical aisle, I'm like, hey, and I showed them the picture. He goes, yeah, that's that's an odd one. We, we don't have that. I'm like, okay. You could probably get it online, though. And he told me to check Amazon. Hmm. And it's like even the stores are sending you there because they don't stock as much as they probably used to and can't get it. But you can also order a lot of those parts with those weird ones from a Lowe's. Yes, but the Lowe's online. guy told me to go to Amazon. Yeah. yeah which maybe was he goofy. knows Lowe's doesn't even have that. It's just it's so and so we bought this patio furniture the other day and this is this is on us cuz I really do try to go to the store still and not just order everything mm-hmm. online. But I got an advertisement in my email and I just happened happened to open it up and it was from a good company and I saw it was like what we were looking for or what Kim said she wanted to get. So I called her, I'm like, what do you think? She goes, oh, it looks great. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to order it. And I just ordered it and showed up the next day, which mm-hmm. is fascinating to me. And then I, when I was in Lowe's yesterday, I actually walked past the you know the patio furniture aisle, and they had all this stuff on clearance. I could have walked out with everything same day, didn't even register. Yeah, I, and I think that is the one possible saving grace for these kind of stores, that you can get it. The same day instead of the next day. I know. It's how terrible that just sounded. But, yes, you're right. Yeah. And and there is something to be said, at least for me, to, to go in and see an object. and Because sometimes, you know, you see things online and it doesn't really match unless it's yes. something obvious like a switch plate cover or something yep. like that. So there is something to be said for going in, touching the thing, feeling the weight of it. So I think that could be the saving grace for certain items that you want that day or don't want to wait or don't want to bother in some ways it it can be better to go to a target or walmart or what have you favorite store you can think of as a kid that no longer exists wow um mine was rickles rickles and service merchandise there was an old chain called kresge's on staten island which we used to go and i used to love it because they had a little hot dog uh and pretzel yeah, yeah. place where you could get like this is this is in the 70s now that didn't even make it into the 80s it was that's a long time ago then. yeah so that i would i would say when my mom we used to go food shopping sometimes we would go to kresge's and we would get i would get a hot dog and it was a, it was a day thing. out yes I mean, when you're four and five, yes. that was a big deal. Yes, it was. It's yeah. kind of like you see the older people go to Costco now, yeah. and they can't wait to get their pizza and their pretzels at the end of shopping. Yeah. It's like it's a big deal for them. And Rickles is gone. That was like a hardware-ish. Yeah, it was a hardware store. Before you had Home Depot and Lowe's, yeah. there was, by us, there was Rickles. And Two Guys is no more, right? What's Two Guys? Yeah, that was like a department store. Don't even know that one. Yeah. That one, I remember Lerner uh-huh. was a female store. Does that sound mm-hmm. right? Yeah clothes yeah. i think that was one i used to go to my mom used to take us to mm-hmm. um sports authority which is not all that old but that's gone and that growing up was huge herman sporting goods. herman's yes before there was models mm-hmm. or at least before models came near near us yes that's gone and what's so interesting to me about the whole shopping center especially the strip malls is the the food establishments thrive yeah and that's what seems to be moving like i almost wonder if strip malls are basically going to become 
all services. Maybe you have one big store mm-hmm. and then all restaurants, fast food places, and like, you know, walk-in clinics. Or the where the Top Golf is, the Edison Town Plaza. It's now restaurants, yeah. Top Golf, beautiful they have a Walmart there. Yeah, but you know, in terms of like little stores, it's tough. No, and I'll tell you the one thing we do miss. We miss the so we had we had a Models and Homedale by us. They closed obviously. The closest sports store for us now is Dick's Sporting Goods in Woodbridge. That's where mm-hmm. we go. It's a pain in the ass. That's a lot. Really? That's yeah. A, There's wow. nothing closer. I could go to Freehold, but Freehold's farther away than Woodbridge is. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with a Woodbridge one for me is probably 17, 18 minutes. To go to Freehold's 30 minutes. What about that? Um, There's an outdoor store. Yeah, but those aren't the same. I can't get yeah. jerseys there. You they don't, don't have baseball about, bats. Yeah, it's not the same. It starts with a C. I forget it. What Cabela's? It yes, yes. Yeah, not the same thing. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about baseball gloves, batting gloves, right. bats, They mitts. would have, like, hiking pants yes. and stuff like that. I don't need that Fishing stuff. gear. Yeah, that's not for us. I'm in the baseball mode right now with yeah. the kids in basketball. And you just, there's nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. And as good as Target might be, it doesn't have all that stuff. No. And, it's, and, and then you walk into Target. This drives me nuts, too. The one by us used to be... They used to have people at almost every register. You never waited online longer than one or two deep, and it was great, and it was a pleasure to go there. They must have fired half their register Mm -hmm. people and replaced them with the self-checkout, and the line is ridiculous to where I walk in and I walk out now. I haven't gone to Target in two months and won't. Yeah, I remember during, I guess it was as the pandemic was sort of easing up, and I I went to Target, and like you said, it was like a 20-minute wait. Yeah. Which is kind of ridiculous, and they I think they had two people at registers, and right. everything else was self checkout, and you have to do credit card, no cash there, right? At least I think for mine, yeah. I it, the whole thing is just I, I don't know I I don't I understand why everything is done online I do, but it is um, it's just weird how how fast things are changing. I felt like when we got. Like the telephone. When, when was the telephone invented? In the 20s, the teens, the, what, was the 30s? When was that invented? Uh, I think it was before, right around the turn of the 20th century. So around 1900, we yes. figured out a telephone. That telephone worked for 90 years. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you end up with this cellular thing. And within 20 years, the cellular phone becomes a computer in your pocket. Yes. And things have changed so rapidly. It seems like that's with where we're at in society right. I mean, and everything. Instead of lasting a lifetime for like the house phone that it was in your grandparents' house, it within five years it's not supported. Doesn't get Correct. the updates. Nothing. You have to force to buy a new one. Yeah, um, which is what happens with most of these cell phones now. Yes. And within three four years, you can't use what you have any longer. I saw this and I thought of you because another thing. I listen to Winds a lot, as you can tell. They said that they have, uh, it's a doctor. Ah, crap, I'm forgetting about who. There's three participants that are going to be living for the next two years, I believe it is, in Mars-like conditions Mm -hmm. to study how the human body reacts to it and how life on Mars, how feasible it really is. One's a doctor, one's a scientist, and I forget what the third one is. I don't remember. And this is this is different than the William Shatner hosted Stars on Mars. No, that's thing. stupid. That's I put that on for two minutes last night. I said, "What is this?" Ridiculous. By the way, what is that exactly? I, I, don't, I don't. Is that a Hollywood set that making them yeah, feel I'm like sure, they're on yeah. Mars? All right. So they 
in this case, they got three legit scholars that are going to live in these Mars-like conditions. But what I always wonder is, all right, we're in the year 2023. Mm -hmm. They're going to put this study up. We went to the moon in 1969. Yep. We've done nothing with humans in space since then, essentially. Except, well, the space station, but not as cool as as No, not as cool as that. How far away are we from being able to get to Mars, number one, getting humans to Mars, number two, and then really living on them? We've got to be hundreds of years away. Mm, Well, I would say getting there, if we put a concerted effort together, we could probably get there within five years. It's a long trip, and you have to wait till. How long is the trip? Uh, If when Mars is closest and you have to wait till the orbits, you know, coincide so it's a short trip it's months in space months yeah so who's moving there well yeah but still that that's not when you're considering about what you're doing where you're going that's not that long of a time but it has to be trained people and can't be you know right so but i'm talking about the feasibility of people Uh, actually living uh, living on on a colony on mars uh, because you're not going to terraform it in our you know i don't know what that means what does that mean uh okay taking up a planet that's not really can't support human life right Right. now right can't stand outside on mars and terraforming it by converting its uh atmosphere to where you can uh so it can uh, sustain an oxygen-rich atmosphere that would be and there's all these different theories about how you would terraform it and also then make the soil where you can grow mm-hmm. things and have large bodies of water, everything we need, like we have life on Earth. That's like hundreds of years, right. like at minimum, to get it to be somewhat livable. So in terms of that part of it, unless there's some breakthrough, scientific breakthrough that just changes everything and makes things really possible some sort of a cheap super energy source or something that might be around the corner who knows you're talking at least five six hundred years i would think right which is what i thought so then i think why would you want to dedicate two or three years of your life to something like this that generations times 10 are never going to see well because i mean ultimately if humanity wants to survive so it's for the greater cause? Well, I mean, yeah, and that's what we are, explorers at heart. And that's, you know, that that's not going down to look at the Titanic you know, as a tourist. <laughs> this is true exploration and, and reaching out and moving out. But ultimately, if humanity wants to survive, it's going to have to be off Earth because the Earth is a, it's a, you know, the clock is ticking. Now, it's a long clock unless we do something that really screws things up to where nothing can live here. Um, But ultimately, the sun will, like that uh, Jersey Mike's commercial says, the sun is going to expand, consume Mercury, Venus, probably the Earth, and it'll be unlivable. When is this happening? Uh, Like two billion years. I mean, come on. But still, even though if you have humans being walking, there'll be two billion years from now. I understand, and we've only been around as a species for three hundred thousand years, right? Which is nothing geologically. But if the species is going, there's to no come, clock that's got a two billion dollar day years, not even days. Yeah, yeah. 
And no, I I know, but ultimately, if we are going to survive as a species, it's going to be off world, and not even off world. It's going to be in another system, another star system. Uh, another we're not surviving system. as a, then, then we're dead. Then we're doomed. Maybe we're maybe not, not, but. Our great, great, I mean, I can't even contemplate how many generations you're talking. But even before that, even like the sun is going to get, the, the the earth is going to get hotter, not because of climate change and all that stuff, but just the way the sun is going to slowly expand and get brighter. It's going to be, it's going to make things uncomfortable here before it actually becomes impossible here. Before okay. Before the earth is destroyed. So, you know, our future, if we have one is going to be around another star somewhere. Sounds about right. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I wanted to ask you this. So I saw this guy. You know I love the Prius. I absolutely mm-hmm. love that car. It's one of the best cars I've ever had. Um, mostly, and I'm not into saving. I'm Not that I'm not my Ford sure, or against sure. no, I, I know. I'm not against saving the world, but... I didn't buy the Prius years ago because I'm trying to save the world. I bought the Prius for fuel efficiency, parking, and it was a nice car, and I liked Mm -hmm. it. And I saw 50 miles per gallon, and I'm like, holy crap, I was just coming off a truck that was getting 15. I'm like, you know what? This is a great idea. Had the car for six years, thought it was the greatest car I ever had, one of the best cars I had ever had. And I do think at some point I would like to get another one, maybe after this Volkswagen dies as I've now approaching. Is that approaching. a stick, by the way, or no? Yeah, my, my five-speed, my yeah, yeah. Volkswagen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. Prius was not? I don't think they – they don't make the Prius in a in a manual. Okay. I'm almost certain of that. Um, so I saw – you know, you always feel like you're doing something right. You're driving the Prius, yeah, less fuel, everything's better. I saw a guy on social media on Instagram – I, I can't find it right now. I should have actually marked it so I could pull it up now because I would love to play it for you. Where he basically, the title of it is Prius owners are morons. Okay. So, okay. I'm wondering why this is. So I clicked on it. And I'm not going to do it justice, obviously. But his basic premise was Prius owners buy into the hype that they're saving the atmosphere because mm-hmm. of their battery and their fuel efficiency. But what they don't understand is where the nickel is mined in Canada and then shipped across the world to be refined in Africa to then be sent back to the United States to finally put in the cars and the amount of work, death, and crap that's being thrown into the atmosphere to get these batteries here, you're doing more harm than good. So Al and I always talk about this, what's true and what's not. Mm -hmm. So is this guy right in that we are basically enabling a worse atmosphere to get the cars ready to try and make the atmosphere better. Like, what is, where's the truth in all this yeah, stuff? Yeah, and Boomer always talks about the, with the windmills and what do you do with the, the materials and the batteries, like he said. Uh, and my, my answer is this, that there is no free lunch right now, but to not try to go down a different path other than fossil fuels. Why I mean, can't it, there be both? Because of the the carbon emissions and what it does and 
there, but right now you, he, all these people, the naysayers against all this uh, EV movement are correct because it's, there's not the, we don't have the infrastructure, the technology. It's something that it's not ready yet. Right. Someone said it was, it was rushed for a hundred percent, hundred percent. And, but if you don't try to go down this path, which ultimately will get better, I believe, with technology. And I think uh, I see a future where basically every surface of your vehicle is going to be um, like a, a solar panel. and But it'll be incorporated in like all these metals. The roads themselves will mm. be able to give energy back. And once we get there, now this is a way in the future, like 60 years. Not maybe. 2 billion. No. <laughs> no, within... No, not our lifetimes probably, but you know we're we're we have to start going down this path. And and then yes, you're right. All those things you said about the materials and it's a larger carbon footprint. Ultimately, blah blah blah. That is true, but you have to try it to try to stop burning oil and coal. The one thing Tiki Tiki was talking to Brandon yesterday. He's got an electric car, says he loves it. But this is this is where I get hung up on it. He had to map out his ride wherever he was going to find out where he could charge it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know where it was? It was the Cromwell going to Connecticut. Yes. And he said during the show, he plugged the car in and was hopeful that he would get enough of a charge for the four hours during the show to get home. Mm-hmm. That's no way. I mean, that's got yes. We got to get better than that. Right. Well, I mean, it's uh, we have to have. Charging stations ultimately have to become as uh, numerous and as available as gas stations are now. Right, because even like they have them at the supermarkets and the parking lots mm-hmm. and at Woodbridge Mall, they have them. Right. But I sit there and look at it, and if we're going to push all these electric cars, which is fine, you got to have more than two charging stations mm-hmm. with a thousand spots in the parking right. lot. Right, or or like if you stopped on the uh, the rest stops on ninety five. Yeah, there's got to be more. Right. Like, what if you get there and all they're all used? Right. And it takes two hours or three and hours you have to charge to be somewhere. Terrible. Like, like to try to go someplace last minute. Right. But I will say this. Once we get to the point where the, the, the vehicles themselves are absorbing sure. solar energy and the roads are giving it back to you through some mechanism, which I don't understand, although there are prototypes out there that, that do exist uh, now with the, the road surface, it can be a charger, which is mind-boggling to me, but whatever. Uh, the range anxiety people have now totally justified. But I do think ultimately, and probably in terms of the range and the infrastructure to support it, that will get a lot better within, say, 10 to 15 years uh, to where you won't even, like our, like your kids when they're, you know, 20 years from now, they won't even think about it. Like it's not even an issue. Right. It's like you're driving anywhere and you can get gas or, what have you. Perhaps when we put in that infrastructure with the roads with this, maybe they can be heated roads so we don't have to worry about snow anymore. Uh, sure, that would be part that of it. That would be, and only on the highways. We don't got to go nuts. Sure. Yeah. That would be that awesome. That would be part of the the energy that, yeah, once you get it. Snow falls, melts. Yeah, for sure. That could happen. Because oh. you've seen those heated driveways and things. Game changer. Yeah. Game changer. Uh, lastly, I did read, and I, I'm serious about this. So I read in the New York Times, someone tweeted it out, I think it was in the Times this morning, that the congestion bill, 
passed yesterday. It did? It passed yesterday. Okay. When is it going to effect? As soon as spring of 24. And so I see that if you enter Manhattan south of 60th Street. Which we are. Which we are. That it will be $30. And an off-peak will be $18. Now, those aren't guaranteed prices, but those are the numbers that have been thrown around. So if we come in even in the middle of the night. That means. So where, where do we get hit? Like on the opposite. Uh, my guess is we're going to have to pay the tunnel, and then when we get into the city, there's going to be another toll. You're at what point do we sit there and tell management? Like, it's not feasible. No, you're talking an increase now. You're 150 percent more now than your toll is already, and we already are paying twelve dollars, where other people are paying seventeen. You know the toll's going up, mm-hmm. so we could. I do take a little portion of the turnpike, not a lot. I know you go the other way. I pretty much come in all the way to the tunnel for free. Um, but you'll be looking at $35 a day just in tolls. Yeah. Like at what point, if you're doing that five well, days a week. When that goes into effect. That's gonna... $700 a month on tolls. Yeah. That's not parking. That's not gas. Right. What are we, what? Yeah. It's and, insane. And the train really isn't an option. The tra- and that's what I mean by at what point do we talk to them and say, we need some help here? Mm-hmm. Because mass transit with our hours, I think for me, I would have to take the 1 a.m. train, yeah. which is the last one right. out for the Correct. day, right. which would get me here at, I'd probably be here at 2.45 in the morning. Right. What am I doing here at 2.45? Mm-hmm. I'm not, now I'm working overnight hours. Yeah. I think. Yeah, we're going to have to oh. have that conversation unless there are some workarounds that the, well, there are workarounds for us, but not you. That's the problem. And the workaround is very simple. You work from home twice a week, and you come in three days a week. Right. To at yes. least, yeah. at least you can absorb it a little bit. Mm-hmm. You, you need to be here. Yeah. I don't know if you can do what you do remotely. Maybe you can. I don't know. Well, Technology is amazing right now. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but it would, it's, a, it's an expense that I don't know if our company is currently in a position to. Why would that be an expense well, for you? The, the equipment I would need at home. Yeah, you know, it's true. It's true. Um, and you multiply that by. Well, why couldn't you run it the way you run it on a remote? I don't run the commercials. Oh, you only run the other stuff. Just the sound effects. I have right. nothing to do with any of the elements or the commercials. Well, the elements you run remotely, uh, like the no, sound. No. The... Well, when I mean say the elements, the stuff we play into break, oh, the music, oh, base, I gotcha. the traffic I gotcha. sounders, all that stuff. Like that's got that's a serious conversation that's going to need to be had soon. Uh, yeah, if this is for real, and it seems like it is yeah. locked and loaded now. And by workaround, I meant like a way that if you go here and don't go here, you can kind of skirt around the toll. Just like I take a toll free way to the. I don't think so. But it depends on where they're hitting you. Where the any point, I think it's any time you enter Manhattan, 60th Street or lower. Mm-hmm. So if you took the George Washington Bridge, you're going to get hit on the West Side Highway. Or if you're just driving right. down, I don't think there's any way around this. Yeah. Because everyone's going to try that then. Of course. It's just, it's frustrating. Every time you feel like, oh, you know what, this isn't so bad. Like, f- figuring out the new way that we've been going to work now mm-hmm. has been nice. Yes. Saves a little bit of time. Matter of fact, saves a lot of time. It, it does. There's no lights yeah. on nine that you got to worry right. about. It's three miles longer, but a little quicker. But it's quicker, and it's, you know, constantly moving. It's easy. I know my house, leave my house, it's 40 minutes door to door. That's tremendous. But now this, come on. Mm. Oh, I can't take it. I can't. All right, well, thank you. Yeah, well, and again, with the I don't know 
as much as they might want to. I don't know if there's anything that the company will be able to do. For you, for you, yes. That's what I said. But for me, no. You're the one that's, I think there's something we could do. You're the one that's a problem. Yeah, well, you're right. You could. They could have it to where you're home three out of the five days. I don't want to be home three. Two's fine. Well, whatever it is. Three's but still, that's a significant increase as well. Uh, if you were home two days and you drove in three, I feel like that absorbs. Because if right oh, now... Oh, the differential? Because you're losing gas. both the tunnel and the gas, the tunnel, and the congestion pricing. Right. Two days is gone. You're dealing with that three days now. So yes, that would, yeah, it would even out that would or close to it it'd not, be very close to where we are now. Right. Yes. And I'd be saving on parking two days a week. Correct. That I do pay not a lot, but I do pay my $11 sure. every day. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, thank you for doing this. All right. Uh, see you tomorrow. Yes, you will. All right. So we got the warm up show coming up next. That was a uh, Peter Schwartz solo. I actually know that that is not that is not getting posted. Okay. So then this is it. This is it for today. And uh, Al will be back tomorrow. Yes, he will. Warm-up show at uh, 5 a.m. Eastern, and then we will have the podcast after, but it'll be on this first. You kind of know by now how it goes. I don't do that see a thing you do with Al, so the last word will come from Eddie. Uh, See ya. I could have done it like that.